This is W-U-A-G. Greensboro. 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 Alrighty, this is 1 p.m. here on this beautiful Saturday, March 26, WAG 103. I am your host, Shayla Glenn, for another episode of Hot Sexy Fly. And here is a voice you might remember from a hop and a skip ago. It's been a while, honestly, I think. Yeah. Like, how long? Like two months? Two months? Two months? November? December? No, more than that, because it was in November, I think. True. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, I know. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only talented and my muse, uh, Suwan. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, Suwan, do you want to reintroduce yourself for everybody sure. and maybe bring that mic a little bit closer to you? There you go, love. Um, yeah, Suwan, what do you do and who are you? Ding. Uh, my name is Suwon. Uh, my I go by Swanee's World on Instagram. I'm a handbook artist residing in Greensboro and a student at UNC Greensboro as well. Okay, you're a student. What um, year are you? I'm a sophomore uh, heading to junior year, hopefully. I can get them grades up. Oh man, where are you right now? Dude, French <laughs> and art history. Are- well, it's killing me, but we're 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 getting there. We're making our way. Or we are. Okay, that's what's important. I feel you. I um I'm I'm also kind of in the weeds right now. Oh my god. Me um, too. what are you studying currently? I'm currently a studio arts major, um, with a minor in psychology. Surprising. Mm. Like, I always tell people that, and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "I just needed a minor, and like psychology is like cool mm-hmm. in a weird way. It's really." pretentious but it's really cool picking the brain yep but uh studio arts is my main major um i didn't want to uh find like a specific uh genre of art that i wanted to do i feel like studio arts gives you like the opportunity to like explore everything without being constricted to one single thing Mm -hmm. so i chose studio arts for that reason how's it been how are the how are the classes and everything um it's pretty good honestly i like um if you don't really know what type of art you want to do, but you know art is the thing you want to do, I definitely recommend studio arts just because um, last semester I took metal casting, first semester, you know, drawing, this semester live drawing. It's just like you get to explore every sort of art pathway, which gives you the opportunity to learn more, I mm-hmm. guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to take a little detour from your, your studies, I think, and talk about the real, oh, yeah. the neat of the situation. <laughs> um tattooing how did you start out doing tattooing yeah so um it's been a year now which is crazy to say uh a friend of mine on my birthday was like hey i know you've always wanted to do tattooing i've always wanted to do tattooing since like sixth grade yeah i um had a cousin he was tatted up and i was like man so cool (laughs) i want to do that but growing up in a religious household tattooing was off limits it's like literally no you can't get tattoos tattooing other people off limits and then I got to college and my friend was like, hey, I know um, you're the one I go to tattooing. My high school teacher gave me his machine and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to start tattooing machine. I'm going to learn like the ropes and everything. And she gave me a handbook set. And at the time I was like, no, like handbooking isn't like, you know, it's not what I want to do. And then I started doing it and I was like, damn, I really want to do this. Yeah. I really want to do this. It's something I'm really passionate about now and it's really cool slowly growing a platform and an art style and stuff like that why do you feel like you were directed to handbook in general because a lot of people are immediately drawn to like oh well you know let's just do the instant 
Yeah, um, I think handbooking drew me in just because it is such a traditional form of tattooing. It is the most indigenous way to tattoo. It it stemmed from you know thousands of years of um, all sorts of cultural backgrounds. It's like the most intimate way to tattoo, in my opinion, uh, because like you know like it was brought to the states and we kind of adapted it to make it easier with a machine. Not necessarily mm-hmm. saying it's easier to tattoo with a machine. Just saying that it's just um, where was know. it brought from the states from? It's uh, I'm pretty sure it's um, originated from Eastern Asia and um, other cultures like you know it's documented like tattooing is cultural uh you see it all the time in um, indigenous cultures where like they have it on their face Mm -hmm. the maori culture has like um i think when they reach a certain point in their life where they feel like this is a big step and like things have changed i think they tattoo their face if i'm correct and like they'll tattoo it um i can't remember if it's like their whole face or like um you know correct me if i'm wrong it's just like um just like a ceremony of like new beginnings, I believe. I think, and again, I could be wrong because mm-hmm. I am not a tattoo professional, but I think there has to do something with like, like uh, marriage. I think marriage there's tattoos too. Yeah, marriage, and yeah. like, uh, I guess if you've fought in a battle mm-hmm. or something or won or yeah. kill somebody or <laughs> Hopefully it's more than just like marriage and kill somebody. Yeah, I'm sure there is. For sure. I know. Um, you know growing up and you kind of see like the way tattooing has been adapted i know like um you know like you look at the inks and everything like uh india ink you know originating from asia and you have like all sorts of equipment that originates from these places and we kind of just like the more society progresses the more like we find ways to like adapt to like modern day so like the machines were made you know like something more easier faster uh something that you know you can uh, pull a line you know within seconds instead mm-hmm. of having to poke individual dots to make that line right so like to me it was just so i don't know like a really cool spiritual connection i guess mm-hmm. like i know it was really um fascinating to learn because you are relying on purely your own ability to pull off that design by yourself um and you know it's like uh, learning that process learning those ropes are my favorite thing for sure it feels like you appreciate the process i do i really like when my clients come in and we're like getting started like you know they're like oh like the first question people ask is this going to fade (laughs) (laughs) and you know like stick and pokes in general get the like rep that they'll eventually fade over time but you know tattoos in general aren't meant to last they're permanent Mm -hmm. but through the years through like you know, um, sun exposure through just like in general, the way the skin moves, the skin uh, ages, tattooing mm-hmm. will fade. So by the time, you know, you're older, your tattoo will look much different from the beginning. Well, so will you. Yeah, yeah exactly. we all fade. Exactly. And it's really cool because it's like a permanent piece of artwork on you that resembles you throughout mm-hmm. the years. So I really like how, I don't know, it's such a cool, intimate moment, me and my client, because they're going to be sitting in this chair for the next two to three, sometimes four hours, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we're going to be talking, we're going to be understanding each other, I'm going to listen, and we're just going to go from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great example of uh, the new not always being better than the good. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing that uh, we have in common, where mm. we see like, okay, you know, this is, um, what is it, manual tattooing, mm. the modern? Yeah. Uh, we see manual tattooing, or we see 
maybe the newer newer digital cameras or whatever. Yeah. And we're like, no, I'm yeah, <laughs> gonna stick to the old. Roots. I want to stick to yeah. the old. I the process of like, because I've seen you with your inks and everything mm. like that, and the slow process of it. It's a yeah. lot more intimate. And then I've had to explain this before because I'll get a comment about uh, to the audience. I'm covered with a few swans tattoos. <laughs> um, I'll have explained like, yeah, this is a this is a stick and poke tattoo and yeah. it can be professional. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And like I remember the five minutes that I had my manual one on my mm-hmm. back. I was like, this hurts. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's yeah. like um tattooing hurts. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's the thing everyone's scared of. You know, when they sit in the chair, it's like, okay, what's the pain? Yeah. And like, um, I don't know, you just kinda gotta like learn that the pain is just as temporary as it is Mm -hmm. i know it's scary sometimes like the sound of the machine is terrifying you know like depending on what type of uh, machine they're using like sometimes you'll have it blaring at your ear something so silent like a hum but it's still like you're coming into like the situation where it's like you're going to be in pain no matter the amount of times and it's like a hand poke is so much more gentler i like to say it's really more um Aside from like the like clicking noise, it's yeah. pretty. Uh, it's not that bad, I guess. I like to say. I don't know. Depending on, it just uh, feels all the like person. you're being poked. It like does. I have to explain that again and again. Like because I've heard like, oh, does that hurt? It must take mm-hmm. such a long time. And like, no, actually, it's kind of snowing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um, obviously, like with hand poking itself, you're just kind of um, getting getting used to the soreness after a while because you will be sitting there depending on the design depending on how big it is detail Mm -hmm. you can be sitting there for a while so you just have to get kind of like um used to the pain but at the same Mm -hmm. time kind of accept it because the more you kind of fight it's like no this isn't happening or you know like you're just trying to fight your body it's not going to work it's a spiritual connection with yourself before approaching the tattoo i like to say like entering a tattoo session with the mindset of like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. It's always the best way to like um, start off a tattoo in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to because you were talking about your um, religious roots. You are. Mm-hmm. You were. Mm-hmm. I was a uh, Pentecostal Christian, so like those type of people that um, pray demons out and like all oh that type God. of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was that type of Christian. Oh, no wonder I, you like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like grew up seeing you know like apostles like oh put hands gosh. on people and cure cancer or whatever yeah diseases and whatnot you know and it's like uh coming from those roots of uh fear because it was really fear and like every aspect of my life was like you gotta repent you got to like understand god's watching everywhere right how do your parents feel about you being tatted up so um it was difficult for my mother because my parents separated so my dad was like freelance guy he's out here doing his own little thing and uh, my mom kind of raised us and um she was very much like i hid the tattoo from her for a month it was like a little uh, moth that i got my arm and when she saw it she was like no way she was trying to rub it off and i was glad it it was healed but she was trying to rub it off and i was just like yeah i like really like tattoos and she was like well this is the only one oh my god my mom said that too right yeah fast forward i think i have like 27 now really yep yeah that's pretty tatted and it suits you really well thank you yeah Yeah. um i don't know how to describe it but um my left arm i only have two machine tats on it because i experiment with myself before i uh experiment with clients like you know when they'll come to me and they're like hey could you do this 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll always be like, no, because I want to try it out myself before I can try it out on you. Mm-hmm. I tried color on myself before I started experimenting with color on other people. I started different styles on myself to experiment and stuff like that. So my left arm kind of reflects the journey I've been going through since tattooing. And my right arm is just like machine tattoo that I've like received around the time uh, from 18 till now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've just they've just gotten used to it at this point? Yeah, I yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, she's kind of just like, uh, don't tattoo your siblings. And that's her own like little thing. Did you just tattoo your siblings? I did. <laughs> I tattooed, my sister has like a couple. And uh, my brother's always like... It's good to keep it in the family. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like um, she's very much like, I don't know, and, like she doesn't want the influence to seep into them mm. but i'm just like you know i would much rather have my sister come to me than you know go somewhere else or whatever depending on what she wants and stuff and i'm always like coco please come get this tattoo I'll, i swear and she's always like no leave me alone yeah <laughs> okay and it's yeah. always a lot more nicer to because even if and i you know hopefully this is not the case and it's not the case mm-hmm. that you know later down the road they can always be like well, even if I I don't uh, identify with the tattoo anymore, mm-hmm. like my sister yeah, gave this to exactly. me, which is really nice. Yeah, and it's um it's really cool. Yeah, because I gave my sister like her first tattoo when I was literally like two months into tattooing. Mm-hmm. So it's um I reworked it obviously because like that's the cool thing about coming back to tattoos. Like after like a certain amount of time that you've been tattooing, you can come back to art piece and be like let me like add some stuff to this. Let me do more things to this. So I reworked it and it looks great. And it's just like dang like. I did that. Yeah. I really did that. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. What did they say? Go off, kid. <laughs> um, we're going to hear quickly from one of our little PSAs. We'll be right back with WG103 with Suan. year in a row, the University of North Carolina, Greensboro Row, has begun its Michael Jordan on. As the school was named to the Princeton Review's 387 Best Colleges. It's quite the notable distinction for UNCG, as only 14% of the institutions in the nation are named to the list. Our beautiful campus and wonderfully diverse and inclusive student body were among the chief reasons for UNCG's placement on the list. And now it is time to go for 24. This has been Brady with your news and sports update. Thanks for listening and keep tuning in to WAG 103.1 for news, sports, and music. studio with uh, Suwan, Suwani's world, if you will. Um, we're going to dive a little bit more into, we've talked about your background, we've talked about the kind of tattooing you do, but I want to get more into your style, your influence, your inspiration. Mm-hmm. So specifically, what style of, teeter- of tattooing do you usually lean to or what has inspired some of your flashes? Yeah, so um, I'm heavily inspired by cartoons and like uh, it's kind of emerged in the tattoo scene. It's called ignorant style. So it's not something you see, you know, it's like um, 
very creative outlets of um, a lot of at-home uh, tattoo artists now, or just like tattoo artists who have started to kind of break free from this traditional aspect of like, you know, like the classic roses, eagles, you know, swords. So it's like people mixing in like creative individuals mixing in their own art forms and bringing it to life through tattooing. Mm -hmm. So I think I like to say mine is very, um, I don't know, like doodles, but they're edgy and they can also range from like, I don't know, little cartoon figures to like uh, more realistic things, you know, like the pomegranate you have, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, it all really depends on like the mood I'm feeling for the flash I did. Mm -hmm. So like some flashes, it's like, um, I don't know, I'll draw something up and like, I always start off and I always draw, uh, my partner hates this, but I always draw, um, a single like design and it's just like not centered it's like in the middle of the paper somewhere and then i'll just go from there and like slowly i'll start building up the entire page mm -hmm. with just random little doodles and i don't know i just really like the like um aspect that it's not necessarily a flashy it's more of like kind of like after an exam and you have like the piece of copy paper and like your teacher's like you can put your head down or doodle mm -hmm. i was the one that doodled and that's what it resembles i guess you could say yeah mm -hmm. And I, I noticed a lot of your flashes are uh, queer culture yeah. inspired. How does that play a part? I mean, other than just doodling. Yeah, so um, definitely um, like the rise of a lot of queer people of color has, has started to pop up. And it's really um, cool because, you know, being um, from the South, being uh, half Honduran, half Mexican, like my culture heavily revolves around like women and male dominated aspects mm -hmm. so like kind of like being like not necessarily either or kind of being fluid with those it's just like me seeing the things around me me interacting with the people around me and it's just like we are something so special mm -hmm. and I want to be able to create things that are so special so when you come and get them it's just like I just got tatted by a queer artist you know by yeah. a person of color by just someone who's just cool and a lot of people prefer that. Yeah, you know and it's, I mean? um, it's really comforting, I think. It's just like you come into this setting where it's just um, you and this other person, you know, you or a friend that you brought, and it's just, um, we're gonna be vibing for like the next, you know, amount of time that we're together, but it's gonna Therapy. be a cool, yeah, yeah, it's a cool experience, yeah. <laughs> Part-time therapist. <laughs> How does it uh, feel being in, because it is a, a male-dominated Field. yeah it's um sometimes it's really tricky to get around because not only is it male dominated it's white dominated See, it is a really white dominated thing and um it's really funny because i was just having this conversation um with someone else and we were just talking about the fact that like tattooing is so male and white dominated that it's so funny because its roots aren't even white you know yeah you can't like yeah it's just really funny because um you know you get like this whole aspect of like tattooing culture that it's really pretentious you know people are like you shouldn't pick up a machine and really you know start tattooing and obviously like i agree to a certain extent but if we were able to provide more insight and in how to like remain sanitary how to like go about tattooing in like a safe way i feel like mm -hmm. a lot more people will have the access to it instead of it being really gate kept which it shouldn't be you know art itself is so fluid that being able to like um, understand that art isn't just pencil and paper, you know, it's digital, it's um, performative, it's so much more deeper than we think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really hard sometimes being, um, you know, not the most uh, easy uh, field to go into when you know that you're uh, the people you're 
up against like i don't like saying up against i guess just like the people you're gonna be like um like put side by side mm-hmm. isn't what you look like what yeah. you act like who you are as a person it's kind of difficult sometimes for sure i'd say that that might be i mean definitely it might play as a a i don't really want to say issue or problem but like I'll just say it for the sake of not being able to find another word, but I think that's also like a great strength of yours yeah. that there are so few. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean, especially yeah. and and I can really only speak from my North Carolina knowledge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Greensboro, North Carolina, being able to find you know a queer person of color. Yeah, and um, obviously I've started to see a lot more pop up, and I'm super super excited for that just because. Um, I go to Richmond all the time for tattoos, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And I heard met, it's a huge art oh scene there. Oh my God, dude, the amount of people that I've met there, the amount of people that I follow, it's just like, I love Richmond. I love that city. It's like, it calls out to me in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. I, would, I could see myself tattooing there. I could see myself just like staying there for a bit. I don't know, just like- You're gonna be one of those uh, farm gays? <sighs> dude, no, God. Garden no. boys. Oh my God, I'm a city boy. A city, a city <laughs> boy. Don't get me in here no fuel. I don't know right. nothing. She's purely here for the rats I, and the sewers. <laughs> I am, dude. Yeah. The smell of trash it lingers with me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, uh, so specifically stigmas. What are some of the stigmas of not only being um, a tattoo artist as your business and mm-hmm. your livelihood, but being a stick and poke tattoo it's artist? It's just like the biggest stigma is not being um, licensed yet, you know? Like not having that professional setting of a studio, not going through an apprenticeship not going through like the traditional aspects of tattooing Mm -hmm. that's the biggest stigma because a lot of people won't see you seriously you can make the most amazing work out there but if you didn't come from like this professional background people are just going to think you're a scratcher and a scratcher is like a derogatory term for someone who's just like tattooing people you know without like proper um, knowledge but it's just like it's so funny that um people kind of like other tattoo artists put down people who are starting to learn it because it's just like, are you? What are you scared of? Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's just like, um, it's a I'm, scary thing to do. Like yeah, it's a permanent thing. It on is, body. and like that's the thing. It's like a lot of people want to start picking up tattooing because they're just like, oh, this is such a fun thing to do. Uh, I can make money really quickly. I can just like you know buy a machine and like, start doing. It. And it's like, I don't really like. I don't do it for the money part of it. I think I just do it because it's just like my art having like this like sort of. Um, I say it like impact on people that they really want this piece of art that I just created that mm-hmm. is what I do it for like when someone's like hey I don't really want a tattoo from you but I just want to say like your art is so cool I love that like thank you like yeah. you took your time out of your day to look through my portfolio to look through of the things that I draw the things that I do which it still starts slowly like doing over this time and it's just like you took your time and I appreciate that thank you so much like, you know <laughs> like I'm still learning I'm still doing things so like someone who doesn't even want a tattoo to be like you're so cool like thank you i appreciate that that is wild that you're this body of art yeah is on a body forever yeah it's really um i remember in the beginning i was just so like i just like throw myself into like these like mindsets it's like oh my god am i ready for that but i just think it's just um another part of life that it's really cool to be able to intermingle with people because you came to me for a permanent piece of art and now you walk around with that permanent piece of art and it's not me like you know like oh yeah that's my art but that is my art it's like yeah yeah that is, girl that is mine yeah. 
It's now yours though. Like as soon as that needle um, lifts off from your skin, like you walk away with that. That's your piece now. Right, yeah. but also that's your stamp. <laughs> yeah, credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I would love for you to explain uh, the process of working with a client, um, specifically like some of the, the highlights and then also uh, some of the not so great stuff that has happened. Yeah, um, definitely like the biggest highlight for sure is uh, just having people who have been either following from like the really like early ages of like my tattoo career to like the people who you know just started following me it's so cool to see like regardless of the process that i'm in people still appreciate that mm -hmm. you know that it's just like this kind of like mutual like love in the community to be able to be like i don't know i have some sort of following so now people can be like i like this person you know do you know this person it's really cool mm -hmm. um micro celebrity oh my god I think that's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and like another really cool thing is like um having friends who are artists and like having them collaborate with it that is so nice yeah so yeah. um either from like trades you know like um you know the photo shoot we mm -hmm. did a trade with the tattoo or like um having uh my friend uh javi or like my partner uh sprout draws on instagram guys um having them come and like uh, draw flashes for me and we kind of like promote each other and it's like yeah you know you draw mm -hmm. you do cute little things like i'll give you this platform that i have of mine because i want to like help artists it's just like the starving artist critique is only because other artists who kind of like start building a platform neglect the other ones you know mm -hmm. if that makes any sense so it's just like it's so cool seeing like the way the artistic community works because it's just helping one another yeah yeah and like i don't know like if there's any bad sides about it like um obviously it's really difficult having people who um make appointments you know we've got everything settled day of appointment they are like hey um could you do this and they bring me something that's out of my league mm. not necessarily out of my league but just something i don't do and it's like not even your style yeah not even my style that's the most infuriating thing because it's like homie we understand each other but it looks like you're not listening to me because i don't do this yeah. <laughs> you know like i've had oh my god the amount of requests that i get for like realistic art when <laughs> i don't do that you right know? it's just so um disappointing because obviously that you know plays a really big part of people seeing you as like disposable in a way kind mm -hmm. of like you have something i really want i'm gonna get this from you and i'll never speak to you again it's also it says something to the fact that they didn't even study yeah your like, art oh or your God, style yeah. beforehand and um i don't know just like coming to me like even like the way you text me and like i it's like mutual with a lot of artists friends of mine it's like we're still people you know mm -hmm. you don't make an appointment at a doctor's it's like give me a doctor's appointment you don't do that it's right. respectful um both like sides of like this issue it's like you come to me and like hey you know like you introduce yourself i don't know you you know you don't know me so like, know you. <laughs> yeah, like the easiest way to like we can go about this is just like i don't know like a conversation what do you want what are you looking for like um how can i help you mm -hmm. you know what's your rate yeah and like people who are just like yo let me get the tat no <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even gonna open this like yeah. you're you're disrespecting me already out of like like i don't know like obviously you don't mean it that way but it just comes across like disrespectful you know it's just like you know we're people you treat the people who serve you with respect you know i don't i go get coffee and i'm just not like hey let me get an espresso 
and I walk away. No, you don't do okay, that. Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta head out. Cause <laughs> <laughs> That's me. No, it's um, just, I don't know. I'm a really respectful person, I guess. So yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I'm really sensitive to things like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, that kind of sucked. That kind of hurted me. Don't talk to me like that. I don't, we don't even know each other. Yeah. Know? Do people understand like, or do you feel like they not understand that you're running a business and that yeah. it's your time yeah. and oh it's your God, money? Yeah, man. It's really difficult because a lot of people, because, you know, like I cater to mostly college students or the people who have graduated from college. And it's just like a lot of college students kind of come to me and it's like, I don't know, like they're expecting like really, really low rates because mm. I'm like, you know, not in a professional setting, like a you know, a tattoo shop, but it's just like, dude, like, um, you can't make an appointment and come day of the appointment. And, you know, I give you like, I always give sliding scale. Sliding scale is the easiest way for me to do it because it's just like, you know, I'm giving you a certain amount that's the lowest that I'll, I'm willing to offer and the highest amount that I'm willing to offer. And you can throw me whatever you want. Like I never, ever put a number on it because it's up to you. Mm-hmm. You decide whether this art is meaningful enough to give something you know i always accept gifts as tips i'm constantly accepting things because i understand the situation but if you come and i've tatted you for the last three hours you know i put my all into it and you give me 60 dollars i feel like that's just a slap in the face you know Mm -hmm. like you can't come to some place knowing that you're willing to spend money and you're not willing to spend any money you know it's really hurtful in a weird way because it's just like I don't, I'm not doing it because of money, but if you are going to be giving money. But it's also money, paying your bills. Yeah, it's, and it's just a business. Helping. Yeah, it's yeah. really helping. Um, supplies is expensive. You know, I travel to Asheville to pick up a tattoo table, you know, so I can make it more comfortable for my clients. And like the little efforts I do because I care, mm-hmm. it's just really important, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely demanding respect. I think that there's this very fine line. Um, and we need to go to commercial in just a second, but there's this very fine line of wanting to uh be an artist right mm-hmm. and be agreeable yeah. and do what you want but there's also this other side of like well i need to buy supplies yeah exactly you know what i mean and i'm trying to create a name for myself mm-hmm. and everything that's connected with that that you might you know whatever lose people but also yeah, exactly. you deserve respect no literally everyone yeah. deserves respect especially yeah. if the people that are asking for respect are giving you something after it you know mm-hmm. like people who it's just like something as simple as like commissioning your friend for a drawing you know like this friend is going to take time and do it for you so just like a little heads up you know guys mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're going to hear a little bit from our sponsors let's start with the weatherspoon museum we'll be right back with how sexy fly Weatherspoon Art Museum at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro is a university art museum that serves university, community, state, and national audiences by collecting, preserving, presenting, and interpreting the work of nationally recognized American artists from the turn of the 20th century onward. The museum seeks to provide a forum for art, artists, and audiences, which enhances the life of our university and community and brings national attention to the Weatherspoon Art Museum and the university. For more information, visit weatherspoon.uncg.edu. According to a new UN report, the climate change outlook is much worse than originally predicted, which is pretty bad when they originally predicted it would destroy the planet. However, UNCG is taking steps to help save the planet. 
The UNCG Office of Sustainability welcomes students back to campus this fall. You can help save the planet by reducing waste, conserving water, and saving energy. If you would like to become more involved with the UNCG Office of Sustainability, you may attend a UNCG Green Student Group meeting, volunteer with the office, or work on a sustainability project for one of your classes. More information is available through the Office of Sustainability's website, on Facebook at UNCG Office of Sustainability, and on Twitter at Sustainable UNCG. WUAG 103.1 FM. Greensboro, baby. Alrighty, we are back in the studio with Suwani. Over here, Suwani, I think this is, you're gonna really like this question because you get to gush. Um, who are some of your creative role models or influences? Ooh, <laughs> definitely, um, ooh, that's a good question, Steve. Um, <laughs> I gotta start off with like m the main artist I remember um, just falling in love with was, was say Frida Kahlo. <laughs> Frida Kahlo created some of like the coolest surreal pieces I've ever seen at a young age, you know, and you kind of see like these, um, this person that looks like you, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, whoa, like what the, I remember um, my favorite piece that she did was like this, um, she drew, like, she painted herself as a deer and like her head was on this deer and she was like wounded. I think she had like arrows inside of her. And I was just like, um, it was just showing her pain because you know, she went through a lot in her life and it was just like, whoa, like this is so beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember at a young age, I was just like, I create surreal things, you know, they're, they're not real. You won't ever see them in real life. Um, they're just kind of like imaginary, I guess. So mm -hmm. like, definitely like, I love seeing her art all the time. Like um, I was able to go to um, New York when her museum exhibition was up and it was just like seeing like all of these posters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, whoa. Um, and when it came into tattooing, I've made so many friends in this like, career that it makes me so like happy mm -hmm. um you know from having a partner who draws all the time and we draw together and we like exchange flowers so stuff. cute Thanks. it annoys me <laughs> to no end Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get that a lot too it's just like i had someone come in and they're like you know what i hate couples but you guys are tolerable and i was like thank Aww, you that's nice yeah um my friend uh you know i gush about him all the time because i love him but uh earth tequila is really cool i've met I met Kilo when I was like 16 and I was just like, you know, at 16, you don't really know who you are. You're kind of just like in the midst of uh, trying to figure out what to do in your mm -hmm. life. And you're in like that awkward phase. But I remember working at Rumors in Durham and like after working there, I just remember like coming out and I'm like, dang, I'm actually kind of cool. That is such a cool job. I was working was at Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on like before that. I think it was at Chick-fil-A and oh, whatnot. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah and, uh, I've met this super cool person like recently when I went to Richmond. Uh, they're called Goth Cat Dog on Instagram. And uh, we had like an 88 minute session and we talked the entire time. And it was just so relatable to have some, another artist who's growing their platform like incredibly like uh, fast because mm -hmm. of how like um, talented they are. And it was like the handpiece I currently have right now. It's kind of healing, so it looks kind of ugly. But after like talking to them, I was just like, you know, like we really just are people, you know, like tattoo artists are just people. But um, 
they inspired me, I guess, to like look at tattooing in like a different way, I guess you could say, like kind of like, um, cause you know, like the main thing you hear is like pain tolerance, you yeah. know, like people will be like, oh, I have a really low pain tolerance, I have a really high pain tolerance. But in reality, like, um, I don't know, like they kind of made it, made it seem like, um, it's like the way you're feeling, you know, they were very communicative and they were like, hey, I'm going to keep tattooing you, but you're you're in charge of this moment. This is your time. Mm-hmm. So whenever you need to go to the bathroom, whenever you need a break, you let me know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, you know, you're right. I will let you know you are like <laughs> you are doing this for me. It's my body. I feel this. And it's just like this, like putting like your pain in a box mm-hmm. and like we're putting it in levels when in reality, like, you know, some tattoos can hurt and others, you know, won't. So it was like a really cool um, insight on like the way we approach just like the body itself mm-hmm. because like what we're going to be tattooing is the body. So it was just like, it was just such a cool conversation to have with someone. It was just like so cool um, to be around like this like a uh, tattoo artist who, you know, has slowly like um, gained like the thousands of followers they have over like the course of their life. And it's just like, thank you. You know, you know this was another experience I took from this. Um, I definitely have inspiration from like the art around me, especially like um, New York uh, art scene where like, you know, people are just tagging things, you know, like graffitiing art. I remember I like um, thinking about that recently, actually, I got like a lot of inspiration from New York art scene because literally anywhere you go, there's going to be some sort of tag, you know, like someone's either name, mm-hmm. some weird doodle, etc. It's just like really cool to see because it's just like these are artists. Mm-hmm. We we really um penalize these people, but they're just incredibly like talented. You know, you know who's gonna hop on a train going eighty miles per hour and tag it? You know, no one. That is yeah. The, that is unbelievable bravery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like you know, you come from like as an artist, like education wise, you come from a setting where like art is only credible when it's in a museum. That is not true. The amount of artists who have created some of the best works on this planet and get no sort of recognition, it's sad, mm-hmm. you know? And like learning, like, um, you know, recently learning about some artists who have been creating since the 80s and they, they're just getting recognition now and it's usually black and brown people. So it's really like, um, I love meeting or like seeing like artists who um, created things in like museums. Um, there's like this artist, her name is Amarelis, I think. I can't remember her Instagram handle, but oh my God, her art is beautiful. You know, she's Dominican and she just creates some of like the most ethereal art pieces ever. And I was like, get so much inspiration just like looking at that, mm-hmm. listening to music. And it's just like, I love being an artist. I really do. Do you feel, cause you mentioned a couple places that are sort of um, here and there, but how, um, <laughs> How do you feel supported as an artist in Greensboro? Yeah, I um, definitely do, especially now. It's just really um, such an awesome experience to have, like, you know, walking around downtown Greensboro and just um, seeing the art scene, seeing the way, like, you know, um, uh, art is being established here, Mm -hmm. I guess. And it's obviously from the influence of the people that go here, you know? I feel like UNC Greensboro itself hosts some of, like, the most talented people and Mm -hmm. they're able to um, create spaces for artists to be able to be seen, you know, like you have like uh, the project space in downtown, uh, the karate, you know, your, yeah. your picture was in the karate, dude. It was. Yeah, uh, it's just really cool to be able to see that and, um, you know, like meet oh, other I'm artists. So, I'm, I'm going to submit another one. I, I'm trying to submit something. Yeah. Oh, you should. <laughs> yeah, Kayla's been nagging me, but I always forget. I always forget, dude. Okay. <laughs> I really do. I'm gonna send you an urgent email. Yeah, they, and they're on the karate. And then Kayla's gonna send you an urgent email. Yeah, Kayla's on the karate, <laughs> it's crazy. 
Um, okay. What are you currently listening to? Ooh, oh my gosh. Other than this amazing podcast. <laughs> like music-wise? Yes. Oh my god. I've been heavy into, um... pull up my phone very quickly yeah we gotta get into that spotify yeah i'm just like a, i'm a heavy music listener i listen to all sorts of uh, music i've been really into um destroy boys yeah, i love destroy boys yes um that song brujas by princess nokia that you oh yeah me? what yes. is it brujas yeah um yeah. very just much. mumbling now. <laughs> I, love, I really like like techno type stuff i don't mm -hmm. know how to describe that genre but um, kind of grimes-ish kind of grimes-ish but more underground like mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of artists but every time like i'm in the spotlight it's like oh but um just stuff that's just like mm, like instruments you know like sometimes i just love listening to just like instruments i love listening to uh big bud uh and um other like artists that are just like uh just like straight like music i don't know um there's also uh kilo's music oh my god kilo makes music and um what kind of music the same i can't describe the genre it's like techno-ish and um is it edm it's kind of, no it's more like um i don't really know the genre of it it's just like you, you'll just hear like instruments you'll kind of hear like some sort of like someone just like humming or like you know saying like some sort of like I'm phrase. sure it's beautiful it's just the way that you're yeah, describing man. it off of oh my god I wish I could play it right no now. go ahead play okay, it in okay. the microphone so just like this we'll is see. like my favorite um it's just a live snippet on the radio like just stuff like this I know it's sorry it's just you bobbing your head to it it's so funny <laughs> yeah like I just love listening to like beats right and um just like um artists who just kind of like want to get me like hype so like sounds like it's just all over the place problematic but like die antwood die antwood something like that they're just yeah. like south african artists they have a lot of controversial things and i'm like i try to listen to their music was it ugly boy yes i've heard that and it's yeah. just like they're so controversial and i like do my best to listen to their music so they don't get any sort of change but it's just mm -hmm. like sucks you know because like having to like separate the artists from the art it's like that's like the whole thing now you know because the amount of people that come out with all sorts of craziness and it's like man like yeah. you make some of the most best music i've heard why are you why are you awful human why is those things coming out of your right. mouth right oh my god yeah but yeah they're they're pretty sick i like listening to them when i um feel like i need to uh i don't know like rage hell oh okay yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> um uh haunted by it's in euphoria sorry to be gross but it's in euphoria haunted yeah. mm. love that really yeah yes. i um just got into like i'll be walking to class right yeah. yeah wasn't it like lexi like walking with yeah when she said me <laughs> yeah creating my narrative yeah, yeah. I like crystal <laughs> castles a lot um bjork i really like oh, her music I know. she's very oh man she's ethereal for she's sure. hot yeah. yeah she is yeah um edm sort of uh i, I it can be a hit or miss mm -hmm. i think i was once invited um to like an edm concert mm. and i just imagine myself like yeah standing there you know what i mean <laughs> but like i guess i feel like you have to be in the right mood yeah I feel and like maybe you i'm just drunk have to, yeah yeah you cannot be sober oh my god i go to punk that shows. was the issue that i kept seeing myself yeah. sober but you know you were hardcore you do be no, masha now i here. went to a hardcore oh, damn i can't speak hardcore show with mm. my friend uh last week and it was just like you know very much um 
you know, people throwing punches and stuff, and I'm just, like, trying to get into it. But, like, I look around, and it's, like, a bunch of white men. I'm just like, uh-huh. yeah. hey, guys. Um, <laughs> like, he throws himself off the stage, you know? I see, like, some dude just get, like, whacked in the head, nose bleeding and everything, and I'm just like, this is so cool. Where are the people of color? <laughs> Oh yeah, my people. Yeah, I'm it was like to mosh with three the, the vibes. People. Yeah, and it sucks because like as much as I love the punk scene, that's like the biggest thing in the punk scene is that it is so white dominated. When you know Bad Brains like originated a term of moshing. Bad Brains is an all black band, a punk band. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I don't know. It sucks because you know TikToker is like as soon as they see a black alt person, it's like oh my god, they're black and all. And it's mm-hmm. like dude, they're just. Someone, they're just chilling. They're just chilling. They're just chilling. Why are we like screaming over them? It's like, what the like, girl, chill. Yeah, them. the ticky talk. Yeah, I it's know. just like really infuriating because it's like we're still people. Yeah. Yep. We're just people. Speaking of people, um, this message is brought to you by a Cuban and a Mexican. So we're I'm, I'm segueing into UNC's Spanish American oh, Latino. Okay. Yes. Um, association. This message is brought to you. By 103.1 FM, the UNCG Spanish American Latino Association, also known as SALSA, is an organization for Spanish American Latino students to connect with other students of similar backgrounds, share appreciation for each other's culture, and celebrating being Latino together. Activities are distributed throughout the semester, so learn more on Facebook or Instagram at uncgs.a.l.s.a. This was a call to action. Um, Kayla. What brand of Latino are you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's like they're Mexican passing. They are Mexican passing. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, <laughs> two Mexicans and oh yeah, a Cuban white lady. Alrighty, um, and then my last question for you, Suan, before I have you uh, do your plugs, is your goals and aspirations. Yes, my biggest goal is to. Um, Definitely get a studio space. Me and Kayla just came back from um, touring apartments this morning. We uh, just saw like this really cute house and then we like fell in love. It's just like the main thing was like the outside wasn't that pretty, but the inside was. And it's just like trying to like figure out um, where the tattoo table is going to fit. Where's Kayla's setup going to fit? You know, I'm like already envisioning like a studio space where it's no longer, you know, like, um, uh, I don't know, just like my space, you know, this is my space to create and I'm really excited for that. That's like my biggest goal was having a studio space by the end of this year. Um, Definitely uh, trying to intermingle with more artists is Mm -hmm. my biggest thing. Like, you know, I don't want to travel that far. I want to meet artists like in Greensboro, Raleigh, Durham area. Um, I know there's a lot of tattoo artists out there and it's just like, guys, let's meet up. (laughs) Let's trade, please. Like, I'd love more tattoo friends for sure. Um, and definitely, like, the biggest goal is just trying to um, appreciate where I am now. You yeah. know, it's, like, always trying to, like, look ahead. And it's, like, oh, but this person is so good. And, like, you know, you realize, like, well, this person's been tattooing for five years. You know, and they have that, like, um, they're still learning. And even if I've only been doing it for one, you know, it's just, like, it was, a, it's a huge process regardless. So trying to, like, appreciate where I am in this point in time for sure. I love that. Yeah. Being the moment. Yeah. Um and then Suwon, if you could uh, give me your plugs, where can the people find yes. you? Yes, um, please find me on Instagram for sure. Um, it's Swanee's World, and I know that's a weird name. Uh, it's just like trying to appreciate my name itself. You know, after all these years of kind of being like, oh, I never hear Suwon, I never see a keychain with my name on it. Yeah. But like now it's like, you'll never probably hear that name 
ever again so it's like you know i gotta be proud of that so it's like using my name and this is my world you know like we're all living every every we're single all living in suwani's world no and that's it. no everyone <laughs> of us are living in our own world and it's oh, like okay. when you appreciate that like everyone's kind of living in like you know like i don't know what you're thinking you know i don't know like the person walking outside right now is thinking we're all in our own little world so it's like this is my world and you guys have stepped into it when you guys come into my space you know mm -hmm. so it's like welcome to suwani's world suwani's world yeah. and then did you have a tiktok or oh my god that tiktok is embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> if you want to if you want to cap it on instagram it's, um, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's Sawani's world as well and like i have Sawani's world dot tats i believe for like tattooing is where like i'll post like updated shots and all that stuff for sure um definitely uh you know uh, not trying to like uh my TikTok is awful. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's okay. It's we're so working fine. on it. We're really working on it. We're stepping up. We're stepping oh, up yeah. to the plate, folks. <laughs> and we're going to get big. Oh, yeah. All righty, y'all. This has been Hot Sexy Fly with your host, Shayla Glenn. Uh, next weekend, we will hear from a local fashion designer who is going to be having a show soon. So check back in with that. You are listening to WAG 103.